the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. You guys did something amazing. You already got us to a thousand new MaxFun donors who have said they listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie. And so you earned this new episode with your donations and with your kind support. Thank you so much. This means so much to us. I can't tell you how much we appreciate your outpouring of love and support and for wishing me well and yeah. not dying, <laughs> but but for supporting what we do and making this possible so we can continue all of our investigations into the future. And guys, it's what you've truly been waiting for. We are going to explain what happens to the SD card. To the SD card. Okay. All right. So this is confession time with Ross. Look, (laughs) we brought our equipment with us to Costa Rica. Yes. Our Zoom recorder, our two mics and the stands and the cables and set all of that up. All of our heavy equipment. We recorded the second part of this series and we also recorded an interview with Jerry Powell. And another with Dr. Jeff McNary, who is the medical director. Chief medical officer of Rhythmia. Arrhythmia. On the day we talked to Jeff, that was our final day. We were going to be leaving later. I told Carrie, hey, you know, I should grab the card right now because we'll probably get back home and I'll forget to ask you. And then I won't be able to download these and process them. So why don't I just take it right now? I stick it in my pocket. And, and I, I think that's a good idea. Go ahead, Ross. Goodbye. So I go off to my room. I pack up and I'm just not thinking about the card. Mm -hmm. There's a few moments where it occurs to me, oh, I should take the card out and put it in my stuff, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I I should put it in my backpack where I usually put it. Nope. So I later on, I lay out on a hammock and I read for a while. I go down. We eat. Uh, I go to a few different places. We come back. We wait. The van comes, we fill exit surveys, we'll talk more about what happens afterward later. But we get in the van, we're heading off, we're just down the road, and all of a sudden I think, oh, the cart, I better grab that. So I'm sitting next to Ross in the van, and all of a sudden Ross is doing that thing where you're patting one pocket, patting the other pocket, patting the first pocket again. What, 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 what? Checking himself. And he said something like, I'm trying not to panic. So I diligently search every nook and cranny of my backpack. No SD card. Yes. So it is somewhere on the red earth of Rhythmia. Ross says, okay, I'm going to try to contact Rhythmia right away and ask them to find it. But here's the thing, you guys. These interviews had been not well received, apparently. And at this point... I don't know if this was a problem yet. It was just becoming a problem. Yeah, it's interesting because you're about to, we'll explain why, but you're about to hear the first interview with Jerry. And when we were done, he said, I think that was good. You know, some positive, some negative, you know, really like a, a nice birth. But I think the one with Jeff, he felt was 
not as good. Who knows exactly what was going on behind the scenes with them talking to each other. Right. And we'll have more on this to flesh out kind of what happens with Jerry and how all of this falls apart. But as we were leaving, I think everyone was still on good terms, but they were starting to compare notes, I think. So Ross wrote to Rhythmia through their website and said, hey, I really need this SD card. Can't overemphasize how important this is. It has both of our interviews. Part of our agreement with Rhythmia was to release these interviews. So if you can find it, please... Please tell me and we'll pay for it to be shipped to California. Yeah, I called them and talked to them on their public number that was on the website. And then I used their app to submit these messages. I included links to images of what this SD card would look like. It's blue. It's mm-hmm. It's got this many gigabytes. And so they responded at first, okay, okay, we're going to look around. It didn't sound like it was high priority for them, but I was stressing, no, this is really important. We need this audio. Over time, we learned that they were less and less interested in getting us this SD card back. Right. So we started to get these emails from Jerry saying, hey, brother, I heard that you lost your SD card. Is that right? We're like, yep, that's right. Okay, no big deal. You know what? You can keep your trip here as a gift from us. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just act like it never happened. You don't need to report anything. Don't worry, you're not letting me down. I totally release you from our agreement. And we're like, ah, mm, that's no, no, thank mm, you. No, sorry, that's uh, well, that's not quite what we do. Because here's the thing: we're not there to advertise their product. In fact, we made it really clear to them from the beginning. If that's what you want, then you shouldn't go with us. Right. Because we are going to come and report on it, good or bad. We're not going to advertise your thing. And if you're confident in what you offer, that's great. Yeah, We'll report on it. All the good and the bad, if there's any. So it became very clear that they weren't going to give us the SD card. So we said, okay, well, we do have a backup. Ross had very wisely turned on his phone recorder as a backup as we were doing these interviews. So this only slightly offsets my dumminess in losing that SD card. But right. thankfully, at least I turned oh, on my thank phone goodness you did. partway through each interview. I thought, oh, shoot, I better have at least my phone running just as a backup. Just in case. So we're missing maybe five minutes of each interview, but we've still got them. So we told Jerry this. We said, hey, it's okay, brother. We will uh, release this slightly shittier audio, but we still have the whole interview. But now you know kind of why the quality isn't so good. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of the story, just that he did not want us to release this. He does not want you to hear what you are about to hear. So this is us in his own apartment. I was going to say, I I was expecting a mansion of sorts. I thought he would have built himself a really fancy place, but it wasn't. It was just... No, just a nice like sort of two bedroom condo kind of feel on the ground. Yeah. And walking past it, I would have thought it was another one of the units where we stayed Mm -hmm. or where we were having a lot of the meetings. It just looked like one of those, but it was dedicated to being a house for him. Right. It's very nice, but yeah, it's simple. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned in our previous episode, we had scheduled an interview with him that was going to be earlier, but I think we rescheduled it. Yeah, I want to say it was 11 or thereabouts, but we went up to the front desk after I'd had a little bit of rest following my harrowing night, and I still hadn't gotten sleep or anything. But at the front desk, we ran into him there and said, hey, uh, I think we're supposed to talk to you about now. He said, oh, really? What's this for? (laughs) We said, oh, we host Ono, Ross, and Carrie. And he said, 
oh my gosh, this whole week I haven't even realized that was you guys. And as far as we could tell, he had no idea we had even been invited, right. let alone that he was supposed to talk to us and said, oh yeah, well, we've been trying you know, to get your assistants to message you. I thought they had told you that we were talking. He said, no, no, but totally happy to do it. It's not on my calendar. Weird. And so he had some people come by and he was talking to them. He said, hey, is it all right with you if we push it back just a little bit later, like one o'clock? And we're thinking, oh, yes, that is okay. Yes, please. Later on, we got a phone call and they asked if we could move it to three o'clock. Right. Even later. Yes, please. Fine. So I, I got a little bit of rest. I hadn't eaten until I think lunch. I went down and I got a little bit of food for lunch. I'm still still exhausted and just barely recovered from all this when we go to talk to Jerry and see what he thinks of what happened and just to get his thoughts in general. And we had a lot of things we wanted to ask him. We weren't able to get to everything, but yeah, we both wanted to get his impressions of what happened to you and also get kind of his philosophy for this place. Right. Because there are some things that kind of bump for us. So we had recorded our normal introduction and then we'd had him tell a quick version of his story, which you've heard of finding not ayahuasca, but Iboga and meeting the moon, meeting the moon. So he went through that very quickly. And this is where we started recording on my phone. And I, I tried to do it in a setting that was comfortable. And that's what led, led us to this place, to Rivian. Yeah. So when you first did it, it was Ibogaine. Am I saying that right? Iboga. Iboga. Actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Ibogaine something different? Uh, yeah, Ibogaine is an extract of, okay. of Iboga. The plant. So it's an isolated of, of, of Iboga. I, I'm impressed at how well you distilled that down into <laughs> uh, a quick version of the story. Because every week you you present your story uh-huh. to everyone visiting here to yes. let them know kind of where you're coming from and, and how plant medicine played a role in changing your life. Right. Very good that you can tell it quickly because the way you tell it in the full version is very entertaining, very entertaining, <laughs> and uh, and it's more in depth. But that was great. Yeah. Okay. So you were you were a bad dude and you were using drugs. I always want to know though what drugs. I always hear this. I always I was so like many a, drugs. I, I liked cocaine. Okay. I loved cocaine, but I was I was more addicted to injectable Demerol. Oh, okay. You did uh, so. That. So that was like I would be doing both plus alcohol. Oh wow! So okay. it was a full day at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so iboga really, I mean, not just spiritually but also chemically, seems to sort of cut off the what the the dopamine receptors. Yeah, right? and 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 more than that, I think more than the the scientific stuff that happens, the spiritual side of those plants is really what makes a difference. You could, I I could give you, you know you can give a. A heroin addict's a boxing, and that that satisfies the situation, but it doesn't. So, so the scientific side alone does really is not an answer. It's not a it's not an end. So for you, iboga was the real game changer. It was the start. It now, it, it, it got you, me to stop. Do you use iboga here? No. Okay. Uh, Why not? Uh, well, iboga is a a plant that that and I, listen, it's a wonderful, amazing plant. The, the health requirements for iboga are different than ayahuasca. And, uh, anybody with any kind of heart problem, it's a, it's a risk. Uh, and it's a, iboga is, ayahuasca is a walk in the park compared okay. to iboga. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, I think it's relevant to say now, yeah. as of this morning, I, I had had 
three sessions uh-huh. uh, here before. Once I had one cup, once I had three cups, one, another time I had one cup. Every experience totally different. Uh-huh. And I was getting really interesting insights and visions. Uh, it was wild. And then last night we had our final session. Uh-huh. And I fell off the deep end. Uh-huh. As, as far as I, I'm aware, I was convinced I was dying. Uh-huh. And I went outside and I r- ran around and I yelled and I felt like my consciousness was going and I was losing my senses and uh-huh. I was uh, kind of yelling and the shaman were trying to help me and I was uh-huh. telling them to go away, but then telling them to help me and then telling them to go away. How, how do you know when someone really needs help when they're on ayahuasca. Uh-huh. So so what happened to you yeah. is what most of us shoot for. Really? Yeah. Okay. So so the thing is the peak experience or the apex of, of what happens in ayahuasca is a death. So so what what ayahuasca does for for people, especially people who are who whose ego is not properly ordered. Mm. It, it it and usually those are people who have masked their ego so well that they're actually looked at as people whose their ego is probably pretty much in check. Mm. So it's super brilliant. Ayahuasca is a very freaking smart plant. And it gets in there and it will, it will give you a death experience. So oh, you'll, feel, <laughs> you'll feel your body dying. A lot of people actually see the tunnel come in where, where the tunnel starts to mm-hmm. collapse. The tunnel of, of darkness starts to collapse yeah. into nothingness, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then and then feel their senses leave, their ability to move their feet or their hands or their they're not in direct control. Yeah, and then and then fear of not knowing who they are takes place. A fear of uh oh, I'm no one. Uh, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. And that is, that's the, the crushing of the ego. And then out the other side of that is the rebuilding of, I'm not who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's where the enlightenment happens. And it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing experience. The experience that you had is a peak experience. You, okay. to, to you, you're probably scared shit. Oh, yes. The first day. Oh, yes. For me, after I had the first time I died, I died about, I'd say 20 times, one out of every 10 times I died. And you and, kept coming back for more. Yeah, because it, it, it's, it's done so much to different, uh, aspects of, of my personality because I was, uh, I was an egocentric and I was a crazy, can I say fuck on this? Yes. Yeah. I was a crazy fuck. <laughs> I was a crazy fuck. I would, uh, I'd have sex with three, four girls a day at my office. Yeah. While I was at married, while oh, I was geez. married and like, just fucking like nothing, doing cocaine, doing injectable Demerol, having sex with everybody, then going out drinking, then going home and seeing the kids. It was like I had a yeah. full-on fucking lunatic life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so there was a lot that was disordered in me, uh-huh. a, a lot that was disordered. And uh, and so the the ayahuasca in in killing those things like there's different types of and people call them demons but they're not demons like gabramate and those they use hungry ghosts and things like that but they're really unexpressed emotions that get out of hand Mm -hmm. and they become an energy of their own so i had a lot of those things to to kill off and they were all all that was egocentric so so i kept dying and dying and dying and dying and dying and what would be crazy is the death experience would make me shit myself. It was, uh, one of the scariest, the, well, dying is the single scariest thing <laughs> that most of us will endure in our life, uh-huh. right? And so I would die 
And and that day I would say, I am never doing this fucking shit again. Right. Typically. Right. And then three days later, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. And I think, well, if I feel this good, what more is, is down the end of that well, barrel? All right, I'm looking forward to that part. <laughs> yeah, you, you should be. Because uh, it I, will come, I'm telling you. I got to say, part of what made me feel safe about coming here was that, you know, we were told this place is licensed as a medical uh-huh, facility. And, is, and, yeah. and if uh, someone has a bad experience, well, they can go down the hill to ICU. Yeah. Yep. And so when I heard Ross's experience and that he asked to go to the hospital and no one took him, it did make me like, uh-huh. yikes, like that's what uh-huh. made me feel good about being here. So how uh-huh. do you okay, have so, so uh, an emergency from he, not one? He was so docile. Like, you think you were bad. That's why... Oh, yeah, I thought I was great. People, people laughed when you apologized today because... From our standpoint, because you, ain't, you didn't do anything. You I, I didn't think do I was nothing. Out, outside with my shirt off for like three hours just to Yeah, you took your shirt sh- off. Shouting nonstop. We don't, we, you, you weren't even shouting. <laughs> well, that was part talking. of the ceremony, yeah. But we, we don't, uh, we don't send people to the hospital and take their shirt off. Sure. Yeah, sure, <laughs> we'd sure. Have, we'd have a, we'd have a hospital full. But, but, but let's talk about that. Yeah, same, yeah. Right? So in, in the scope of it, you were, I think there were 70 people in there. Uh-huh. Sounds about right, yeah. Uh-huh. And what was the experience, if you noticed, what was the general experience coming from the rest of the people? Yeah, everyone was having profound insights and, you know, similar reactions uh-huh. uh, uh, on this particular batch, getting the runs, having to go. I think uh-huh. you warned us about that, yeah, that, we, that we'd be running. And so batch. this experience that you had, right, was unique, right? I mean, there, oh, you were me, the only yes. guy, you were yeah. the only guy doing it, right? Uh, absolutely. And so, so, and the thing is, that's what makes this so interesting. This is a great, this show to me is super rich. This what's going on now. So I'm going to tell you the thing that will shock the shit out of you. Okay. The person who will get the most growth out of their experience, and that whole bunch, is you. Is you. Okay. Uh huh. And and it's hard to believe that 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 you could win the golden ring from <laughs> that act, right? You're thinking how how the hell did I do that? And the thing is. The deeper the medicine has the opportunity to go. So I'm going to tell you something you don't know about yourself. You might have had some ego reordering that needed to be done. But you also had in you a real willingness and a wantingness to have that medicine go deep in you. Uh, because if you didn't let it, it couldn't go. Okay. So there was some, there's two forces going on there. And, and, and you're looking at me like this dude's fucking nuts. But, <laughs> but I'm telling you that those yeah. things, and, and as this becomes more clear to you over the next couple of days, yeah. it'll start making a ton of sense to you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and I want to ask you this. So yeah. by the time this airs, will you have had the chance to, to see what really happened? Oh, to yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. Perfectly cool because, be down the line. because I'd like to, you know, leave a couple minutes on here yeah. to, at the end, to say, hey, this is what, this is how I look at it now, five days out, Absol- three days absolutely. out, seven, whenever you're, whenever you're thinking. Absolutely. But, but I'm going to tell you that the people in the medicine, so, you know, in our, in our business, about 93% of the people have never done medicine before. Mm-hmm. So 7% of, of people who've done medicine come here. Right, ninety-three percent of the people have never done medicine, and they come here. The ninety-three percent do not want what happened to you. Right, right. The seven oh, percent do mm-hmm. because they it's, know what's happening. Well, it's the next level of what what this thing is. So, an ego death is a really huge feather 
in the medicine, right? It's a, All right, I got it. <laughs> you did. It's so crazy that you're the guy doing the show, and you, you're the one dude that got that. Boy, yeah. It's so funny. But just to loop back around to the question, uh-huh. how do you know who does go to the ICU? Who, uh, where do so, you uh, So I had a guy who bit his tongue okay. by accident, uh-huh. and he cut it good. Okay. And so, so we've had about 1,900 people through the door so far, and one person actually went to the hospital. And when he got to the hospital, it didn't even need stitches because it was bit and it was bleeding, mm-hmm. but it wasn't bit deep enough to, to stitch the tongue. Oh, okay. So, so. So that's what he went to the hospital for. Uh huh. The and then, and then we had a lady who was not on medicine, uh, who's here now, Reverend Kathleen McNamara, who fell in the kitchen, in the, in roots and, and broke her arm. Oh, okay. yeah. But she wasn't yeah. on medicine. <laughs> yeah. So Unre- those are the two Unrelated. people since we opened. That went to the hospital. Okay. Uh, a but lot of people. There's an ICU There's here. an ICU right here. Uh-huh. And, and people who go there, uh, generally, and I'll tell you how many people will go there, about one out of a hundred go the next day for dehydration. Huh. They go because then they just get put on fluids and then they're gone. Okay. So we've never ever had that. So, okay. so, you know, they're here if, if you need it. But, and, and it's a great expense that they're here. We have three doctors, four nurses, a psychologist, all here. And nobody ever goes. Hmm. So uh, to to maintain that, Ross wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what? it just you're you don't get how little you went in there. Uh-huh. Uh, well, um, uh, also the shamans, and it seems everyone attending the ceremony is also using the plant medicine. They are, which is amazing to me that they can play songs and keep the schedule while using blessings. plant medicine. How about all those blessings? That, and all that, that floors me. Yeah. But do you ever see like why you might need someone sober there? Uh-huh. So uh, the GSs, and there's two on every shift, are outside uh, waiting that if something happens, they're there to call the doctor if there's anything that's out of the order. So okay. your thing, and the thing is, you're a very self-conscious guy. <laughs> you are. Because... because you know the the the. Were you were you aware because you were there? I watched the ceremony. it. You it was you, nothing. You saw it. Okay. You were nothing. You were no, you were so so nothing. Uh, some of us were just sitting out there and watching you. It was just nothing. <laughs> it was just a guy. Some people told me I was pretty entertaining. You were entertaining, <laughs> but that's not. It was a guy without his shirt on who uh, was talking a little bit of gibberish here and there. That's not. That is not. That's nothing. If you should we, see some. What does GS stand for? Uh, guest services, the oh, guys okay. with the white shirts and all oh, that. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. remain sober. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, you talk of the the me- medicine as having an intelligence. Really. Yeah, I believe it does. And you know that that's kind of been reinforced throughout the week for us that you know the the medicine knows what you need. It settles into your body. It finds those things and then it gives them to you. Do you think someone could come in just? looking at it from a scientific perspective and saying, okay, these are chemicals, they interact with the brain, they fire certain neurons. Mm -hmm. Can you still have the same effect looking at it through that lens, or do you need to kind of believe that the the medicine has that intent for you? I My own opinion is this, is that, and I'm biased because I'm here. Sure. But... uh, but, you know, I've, I've been with all of these guys, the, the John Perkins, the Graham Hancocks, uh, the, 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 the medicine guys, and, and all of them start out on the scientific side, mm. and they wind up on the spiritual side, mm. because, because there's, there's so much more, uh, to the medicine than chemistry. There's so much more going on than chemistry. And, and you know that, 
uh, just from taking it, you know there was a lot more going on than chemistry. It's, uh, what do you think? That's interesting. Well, chemistry can do quite a bit. I am more predisposed to th think that these are chemicals doing things with my brain, but that there's sort of a, a certain parameter set of what you can expect. Like, it seems like there's even an order of operations to most of the experiences I had, where you start out really bad, you're just seeing these negative things, you're getting driven down into the depths, but then you soar up to the heights and you see these positive things. And, and I can't help but think that, you know, chemically, there's a difference between that ayahuasca high and one for an, another drug, say cocaine. Uh-huh. So let's talk about that. So if you isolate, if you just isolate the active ingredient, if you isolate DMT mm -hmm. and you smoke DMT, right, which people do, that experience versus the whole plant of ayahuasca is night and day. Mm -hmm. And you will tell what a, a pure chemical experience is versus... Uh, the experience of the plant. So, so it's kind of like. But then you're taking one chemical instead of all the chemicals that are in uh, the plant. But here's the thing: there's only one psychoactive chemical in all of it. Right. It's I know. DMT. I know. DMT is like the spirit molecule. Uh -huh. Yeah, that has, gives you the spiritual experience. But the things that make you really sick and you know all those uh -huh. other reactions are then also informing the way your brain interprets. Absolutely the right. right. I, then you can't deny that. Absolutely right. But it would be like kind of. Eating THC, taking a pill of THC, or mm -hmm. having a like a pot brownie, mm -hmm. it's a completely different experience because the the whole thing is in there. And 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 Very similar. Yeah, well, you find it similar, <laughs> right? But I, I I will defer to everyone else's expertise. <laughs> well, that's a bad example anyway. But I, you know, I find them, I find it so different. And so through the years, you can say, and you know, guys that are that are doing this thing for for real. Like Perkins and Hancock and Gabor Mate, you know, who's just here. You know, when, when everybody starts out on the scientific side and winds up on the other side, there's a reason. Okay. And, and then there, there cause all these guys who are much smarter than me, <laughs> you know, wind up on, on the side of the spirit. And there's, you, you know, because I was near death, right? And a chemical alone could not have saved me. From death, something changed within me that was a result of of my having the whole root, uh, the root of iboga, had an experience in me where I connected with something that was much bigger than me, and that was older than me, and and timeless, and that changed how I looked at everything in my world, mm. and it's changed it from that day till now, like. Maybe we can delve into your story a bit more. Okay. Uh, you've got a book, uh, Shit the Moon Says. Yeah. yeah. Um, set. Shit the Moon Says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> past tense. Um, first of all, you, you are a wonderful speaker. Thank you. Yeah. We've really enjoyed your talks here. It is funny and informative. I think we were both wondering kind of how literal that idea of the moon speaking to you. When you look at, when you look at the moon now, do you kind of see it as like, oh yeah, we've had conversations before? Yeah. Or was this sort of a metaphorical? No, I was there. Moon? Okay. No, I, I was on the moon. The little, the little moon. moon. The moon. The one you see in the sky. That yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. With, with, with shoes off and talcum powder. Right. <laughs> and I'm not it's, shitting you. It's yeah. a wild story, yeah. everybody. But um, it's true. I, so the moon gave you a bunch of messages and one that was really, you know, alarming and touching was this story of you being uh, molested as a child yeah. by your grandfather. Yep. Were you able, ever able to confirm that? Uh, with any of your I, I didn't have to confirm it because I watched it on video. So, so I watched through, through the moon. Yeah, I watched a video as clear as I'm looking at you, clear, 
a video, a black and white video like a surveillance video mm -hmm. of what happened. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there was no way that uh, you could put together a video. So if there is such thing as Akashic Record, and let's even get out of Akashic Record, let's just say that there was like a video remembrance mm -hmm. of everything that's ever happened to you. Let's say that anything that with your eyes open that was recorded. In Scientology, they call that the time track. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, there is something because I watched the thing. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, I, I watched it and I was in the video. Right. So it's, it's this crazy thing that, it, and it's so hard because somebody listening to this could say, oh, it was just some psychological experience. But you weren't there. Yeah. It was real. That's always it's the real. struggle, right? When it's you hear real. someone else's story. Yeah, it was um, real, real. Okay. I guess my question would be then if, if like one of your children had the same experience and came back and said, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. It was clear as day. You were molesting me. Would you accept that? Okay. I guess I did it. Yeah. Really? Of course. Because here's the thing. What they find with this plant medicine is plants don't lie and people do. Mm. Plants do not lie. They, they're not in the business of lying. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're in the business of telling the truth. Okay. And that, that, the thing is, this is, this is something that's so crazy and happens here all the time where someone will, will have this thing that, <clears throat> like, my brother stole money from me. If people say that. And then, and, and the lady would say to me, I don't believe that. My brother would never steal money. And I said, well, give him a call. And she'd call him and the guy would break down and say, I'm sorry, I took the money. Like all kinds of like real mm -hmm. life shit mm. that, that the plants and the things, you know, you're around them long enough and it's not anecdotal. You see it time and time and time again. Well, it is anecdotal. It is. Well, yeah. there's not, it's not, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, like, it's not it double blind happening. studied. Right. But, but it's not, well, I think something happened either. Mm -hmm. It's these people come every day. And, and we have, let's say, 70 a week of these people. And, and they all have these same kind of experiences with the same outcomes. You know, I, I know to you it looks kind of like Mooneyville. Like everybody's happy yeah. and no, joyful no, and da, da 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 And the thing is, this is a consistent... No, we've seen Mooneyville. It's not yeah, okay, it's not that? Okay. Uh, but this is a consistent outcome. The outcome that you're going to see is a consistent outcome. From, from, and if it was from something that wasn't real, then, uh, 90% of the people wouldn't feel this way nine months down the road. And they do here. I'm trying to parse that in my head. So if the messages they got weren't real, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have this life change? Well, yeah. So let's say if it was based on something that was fake, truly mm -hmm. fake, right? And, and you, you couldn't have that transformative, uh, an experience unless it were true, you're saying? No, I wouldn't say that. But, but I'd say that, that, the longevity of it. Like, if it was just a, a, a thing where I smoked something and I saw God, mm -hmm. and, and it had no relevance uh -huh. to me or no nothing. Because of its retention, the way it stays because with you. Because of the way it's, it's retained. Because you tried so many other things. I tried everything. Like everybody, I couldn't, I couldn't be happy for more than three days on anything. I couldn't. I don't care if I got a million dollars. I don't care if it was $20 million. I don't care. I, I used to buy new Ferraris, and before they were delivered, I'd have buyer's remorse and sick of the car. Like, oh, wow. you know, like I was a, a short attention span guy. Yeah. And to to see this thing, and to see it's it's how personal it is to each to each human that comes through. It's their story. Mm -hmm. In that medicine is not it's not your story to him. 
-hmm. It's his unique thing to him. Right. And, and there's an intelligence there that, that, that honestly transcends description. How can it be different if we all got the same story? Like, oh, this is the pill. You take it and then you wait and then first it does this. Then it tells you that you were a good boy. Uh-huh. Then it tells you this. Then it tells you that and it sends you out happy. But it doesn't do that. Right. It takes you back to the day that Toto died and you were six years old and, and, and your dad said, fuck him. And you're like, and it ruined your fucking life. Mm-hmm. It takes you right back to that day and that time and shows you, uh, the truth of the thing. And, and that's what's so unique about this particular plant. Well, I certainly don't doubt its uh, effect on your life and all these other people's lives. It clearly is in, it's improving things for a lot of people. I think where I'm just having trouble is connecting that to that means that anything it shows you is objectively true. That's that's uh-huh. where I'm. Okay, so let's 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 that. stay with that a second. Okay, so you know you you think of motives. What would be the motive of that plant? Let's say let's say that the plant has a motive, right? Okay, now, already stretching be? for me, but okay. Okay, but, but okay, <laughs> so let's it would appear. Let's just say that. Would that be right? It would appear that, you know, over the numbers, that this plant keeps trying to do the same thing for people. Okay. Right? And, 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 because, okay. because the outcome, only based on outcomes. So the outcome of. So kind of like, uh, aspirin's goal is to stop my pain. Okay, or, okay. or like that kind of thing, right. right? And, and let's say that, uh, I don't know if aspirin works 93% of the time. I don't know. Probably but, something pretty high, though. But probably some right up there, right? And this, by exit surveys, this does work 93% of the time. Mm-hmm. That that So it's doing something consistently 93% of the time. Yeah. Okay? And then then what would be its motive for lying to you? If, <laughs> it, what, where would its okay. motive be um, if it's... Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I guess you could look at something like cocaine, like a drug that you, uh-huh. know, you see is not so great, right? I didn't say that. Coca. Interview over. The coca plant, the uh-huh. whole plant, yeah. has done miraculous things uh, in since recorded history. The coca plant. Okay. The extract of cocaine, probably not too good. Okay. But the coca plant itself, the whole plant, is an amazing plant, an amazing plant. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. But, you know, the effects that it has on a person um, could be good, could be bad, but you'll probably find some consistency, right? It raises your heart rate. Maybe it gives you – I've never done cocaine, so I don't know. But it gives you this kind of vision or okay, makes you angry. Let's stick with this, okay? Right? So let's use the it extract. It has predictable effects. Let's use the extract of cocaine and mm-hmm. say that excessive use mm-hmm. – lands you, if you're a woman, pregnant and broke, and if you're a man, broke and in jail. Let's just say that's the outcome. General. So, okay. so, so let's just say excessive <laughs> use, right? Let's say. So so if that's it, and would you expect the plant to take a left and do something different? Was there someone who used excessive amounts of cocaine and became you would expect a John of result. God? Like, n- probably not, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, so, really uncommon, you'd think, at least. It's very uncommon. Right. So, if this plant, right, and mm-hmm. just take a look at our place here, just under 2,000 people, with the same kind of result, mm-hmm. right, and then take a look at it over the 10,000 years it's been in use, 5,000 since uh, the hand paintings and all that stuff, right, uh, it would be awfully out of character if, if we just take a look at the, the preponderance of of what 
we know, and right. you can find this on the internet. You can, you don't have to take it from me. Like, for it to come up with something that is completely untrue. To, to, so in other words, it's going to help everybody, but one person who we don't like, it's going to tell you something that's not true for a result that's not, uh, good for you. So now I have seen the plant do this. I have seen the plant say things, ask things of people. Uh-huh. In the form of surrender. So, so, so maybe it will show me that, let's say that I have everything staked on my career. And, and it's going to show me that my boss is terrible and I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. And it will br- break me of my need to, to have that job. And that in, therein is my freedom. Right, sure. No, I mean, but I think we're saying the same thing. There okay. are like predictable outcomes from each plant uh-huh. or, yeah, whether it's the coca plant or ayahuasca, there are predictable outcomes. I just don't know that that means that the visions that you have on these drugs are therefore true. That's, that's a totally different uh-huh. leap of well, logic. And then the, the but we don't have that, to but that's, that's <laughs> such a straw man's argument because I, I don't know how. I can say this. The things it's shown me in my life uh-huh. have proven to be true. All the right. things that oh, it's okay. shown other people that we know have gone through here have proven to be true. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask a few questions about Rhythmia itself. Yes, yeah. uh, here we are in Costa Rica. Yeah. I think we, we buried <laughs> that lead. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's fantastic being here. It's beautiful. And uh, there's about 70 people, you said, who are taking yeah. kind of the sort of the resort side with us. But it sounds like there's also sort of a detox facility built into this. Yes. An intervention yeah. facility almost. Well, uh, a drug and alcohol, there's a drug and alcohol license. Uh, and, and, and that program is a, a, a separate program. Yeah. Because, from, from uh, you know, we've met so many great people, uh-huh. here, by the way. Almost, not just almost, everyone we've met here has been fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I'll see other people walking around and be like, oh, I don't know you. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so what's kind of the population here? So right now, this week, there's nobody in the drug and alcohol program, just so you know. Oh, this really? Week. Oh, yeah, okay. nobody. We get, you know... Four or five people a month in that in that program, and they're it's really uh, specific for certain things, you know, because in order to uh, take advantage of the whole program here, it's best if if you you already wean yourself off certain meds and certain drugs and da da da. It's that mm-hmm. kind of facility. It's great for alcoholics. And here's the thing, this is the beautiful part of this one. I wouldn't doubt that when I said there's not addicts here, I wouldn't doubt that 99% of the people here are addicted to something. Hmm. Shopping or work or... What have you. What have you. Yeah. 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 Um, Modes of thinking. Well, yeah. When you were introducing Rhythmia to us uh, at the, the first talk, you kind of joked about the razor wire around the, the perimeter. Yeah, saying, exactly. It's uh, not to keep people, uh, other people out, it's to keep you in. Exactly. And I was waiting for you to say, like, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, and then you <laughs> were like, oh, it really is to keep us in. But we took a bike ride, they let us ride out. It's okay, everybody. Um, but is that for the the people who choose to come here for the detox program? And no, it's just for the here? license. It's, uh, it's for the just for license. medical license. Ah. It's like a, we're no. licensed as a... A hospital and that. Okay. Oh, you're protecting your patients. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. 
makes me laugh. There's a lot of other things going on here. We've got like the mud cleanse. Uh-huh. That was really awesome. I still haven't done that. Uh, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, maybe we should find some yeah. time to do that tomorrow because that's pretty awesome. The There's massage. There's a gym. I did use the gym. Uh-huh. Everyone told me no one uses the gym. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a wonderful pool. Like you got so much here. There's some other kind of businesses tied in. Uh-huh. I think Hemolucin. immediately of Hemolucin. Yeah. Well, what do you know about that? Was that kind of your decision to bring them in? Or? Yeah, they're friends of ours. They uh, Foster and Kimberly Gamble from uh, the movie from Thrive. Thrive. Okay. Uh, and it's actually a technology that they found. Uh, I'm not the best one to speak on it, but I've used it and it works. Really? That's what okay. I did. Oh, what did it do for you? I had this chronic back pain from... Uh, from actually, it's a back pain that resulted my, I broke my, all my right foot. I got six pins, uh, a rod and two plates in here. Oh, and wow. And it shrunk like it compressed the length of my leg and it made my back whack out. And, and I went to, without lying, 30 chiropractors over 20 years to try to, there's a 20 year old injury, right? To, to try that, to fix yeah. it. And it just, I just gave up. I okay. just, Living with it. To describe for our listeners, basically, the, there's the idea that they're pulling stem cells from your blood, uh-huh. isolating them, putting intention into them, uh-huh. and then getting them back into your body and directing them with lasers to the right spot where they need to be. Correct. Okay. You know more about it than me. All right. And, uh, and, and I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> I was uh, rather skeptical of the way it was presented. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll just throw that out there. But, uh-huh. uh, and I, I wasn't there for that talk, so you I don't know you much should, about you it. You should just... Try it actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you should try it. For eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, eight thousand eight hundred. Yeah. There's honesty. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of numbers, uh, we've noticed you have uh, a miracle ticker. Yes. Uh, and various spots around yeah. uh, around rhythmia, and I, I love that it says ninety two point four seven percent miracle rate. Uh-huh. That is so incredibly precise. Uh-huh. How, how does that get uh, determined and updated? So here's uh, every week on Monday, over the weekend. You'll, on checkout, you'll receive an electronic survey, and that electronic survey has a bunch of different questions about the food, the room, uh, the, the staff. The food is so good. It's people. so good. So good. The staff. Uh, hats off to your chef. Thank you. And, and that, those yeses and nos, the last question is, did you receive a life-changing miracle during your stay? And that's a yes or no question. And those yes or nos are calculated and as a percentage of the overall people that were here. So you get... On what I get is I get a weekly rate, and then I get a inception to date, and the inception to date numbers that they just posted. Oh, that's how you've heard me different uh-huh. ones. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've also uh, we've got the breath work as well uh-huh. happening here. Have you done it yet? That's something not here, but we've tried it, we've before. Done it before. Transformational breath work. Uh, it was holotropic breath work. Oh, that's a little different. different. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, we're yeah. going to try this. Okay, see good. We've got to see what happens. Because yeah. uh, we had an amazing time with holotropic breath work. Uh-huh. We did, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this is yeah. Uh, distinct. Yeah. Oh, and you also mentioned an aura machine. Uh-huh. Is that still here? No. Huh. We got rid of the aura machine because it was all, it, I thought it was broken. Right. So, yeah, it's not no lie. I you, thought it no, was you told that. Yeah, 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 you told that yeah. story. So uh, you thought it was broken because everyone's aura was coming out violet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sent it back. They said no, it's working, and it. And then you took people's auras as they came in, and they were like yellow and green and all sorts of colors. And uh-huh. it suggested a change over time. But yeah. why didn't you keep it once you tested it again? Because everybody's going to be 
the same thing. Oh, okay. And like, I don't need to do that. I can just tell them. If you want to get purple, come here <laughs> to Rhythmia. Exactly. That's purple the, is good. That's the more honest thing. Now, was uh, I'm just curious about this machine now. Was it taking a picture of someone's like face? Uh, no, or it was, was done they put by their hand a hand. It was a oh, hand so it is. It's Curly the normal one. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Okay. Got it. We're savvy. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> We've heard that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then you also mentioned a woman changing her DNA. Was that you? Yeah. How yeah. Did, what well, does that mean? Well, so here, here's the thing. Like, uh, you may have seen it. I don't know. Did you see your helix? Well, did I see my helix? Uh-huh. No. But... Most people do. And, uh, most people... Oh, like in a vision? Yeah. Oh, no. And they can go in and... You know, you're talking about like, a, like seeing... A DNA strand. DNA strand. Yeah. Okay. Unwound. Uh-huh. And the, the C's and T's and G's and A's. Yeah. Okay. And, and where there's imperfections that 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 you would spot or no mutations you are. just go and, and and fix it it's like uh, I, I would have thought you needed crispr cas9 for that to I like go so. <laughs> so then how did she verify or did she verify she verify like, you know this is a uh, a script you know okay. uh, i mean we don't Look call how skeptical we are. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, hey wait i just fixed my dna Call the FBI and let's get a read on this. Well, well not, the I mean, FBI's not going to help. I mean, that's pretty powerful. You can change his DNA. Yeah. And you can yeah. Multiple. Or turn yourself into or, a tomato. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, careful. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to watch the what you do. First, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, I don't think I would know where to go in. I'd I think worry. you would because the thing is, see, I wish you would have done the medicine so you'd have a greater feel I for it. I wish I could have, so, but uh, I wasn't approved. Okay. So. She was on the tincture. Uh-huh. And that's a markedly different experience, right? But well, I asked you after you're talking. Well, energetically, energetically, no, but 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 the, you'll see the difference when you uh, guys yeah, compare no, notes. Yeah, we saw the difference. It's you know it's a, a, a big difference. But but the interesting thing is when you're on the medicine, you know things that you normally don't know. The, you know things that you normally are right. unaware that you, you don't know, but you know them. And there's no way to. There's really no way to verify it or to or, or to even uh, defend it mm-hmm. because how the hell could you know what you know on the medicine? Mm-hmm. I knew every answer to every single thing in the world on the medicine. Like you could ask me anything in that moment, and I would even blow it out because I'd answer it before you thought of it. Is it like crazy knowledge? So it, it appears to me, and this is just what it looks like to me, is that there's some kind of central knowledge point that you access on the medicine. And uh, that's the only thing that I could say mm. without sounding completely bonkers <laughs> that that uh, that I find to be true. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So with the tincture, it's a homeopathic uh-huh. um, remedy. Preparation. Yeah. Preparation, for yeah. a better word. Um, uh, so does it follow the normal homeopathic rules? Like not, not really. It's, our, it's six parts per million. That, okay. in a, but As Carrie pointed out earlier, in, in homeopathy, like cures like. Uh-huh. And so having you know one or seven parts per million of ayahuasca yeah. should technically make you very sober. Right. Because like in homeopathy, <laughs> if you need yeah. a sleeping pill, we give yeah. you a tiny bit yeah. of caffeine, right? So, yeah. so, so to get so the ayahuasca experience, you put some like um, General Mills cereal in there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wish that sounds great. Actually, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a less scientific homeopathic version, right? So well, so to be real with you, yeah, homeopathy is nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, like it's not that, scientific. <laughs> yeah, it's not scientific. Well, I don't I don't know I don't know enough about homeopathy. Well, we do. I, no. I, okay. it's, nothing. Uh, it's water. It's but, water. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, but but the tincture actually does 
It tastes like ayahuasca. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it tasted like yeah. alcohol to me, but. Uh huh. Okay. Well, it tastes like ayahuasca. Okay. Because that's oh. what ayahuasca tastes like. Okay, cool. Know? And, uh. Ba- like, um, bad vodka. Uh huh. Well, that's cacique, actually. It's a local. The, close, okay, the closest analog I could think of in my mind to the, at least the first couple of brews I had were, um, it's sort of like prune juice almost. Uh-huh. Like a, it's like an earthy prune juice. Uh-huh. But anyway, we were interrupting you. So the, uh-huh. the, uh, tell us about like the purpose of the tincture. Is it to uh, the, the tincture is to, to remain energetically connected with the plant. Because you see, the, there's things that you can't describe or prove. The, the plant has its own energy. And it, for whatever reason, it, it vibrates the same in different portions underneath the context of, of a ceremony. And so by taking people who are either uh, afraid to, to drink medicine, because there's a whole portion of the population who are afraid to drink medicine, sure. and those who, who, who medically uh, aren't qualified, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to give them something to stay in the energy of the room. And uh, they usually have, uh, as opposed to a, a full experience, they tend to have more lucid types of dreaming in that, Underneath it, or with the tincture, mm-hmm. and and they're closely related to the experience itself. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I didn't tell Ross this yet, but actually, I already told you, Jerry, during your second talk. You you mentioned that on the third or fourth journey, you could start asking yourself questions like, "What am I chosen to be? What yeah. am I chosen to do?" On the first night, when I took the tincture, I got exactly one message, and it was, "You are chosen to be on this earth." Oh, oh, fantastic! Yeah. That's right. actually great. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was mostly it felt mostly like um, a meditation experience uh-huh. as opposed to uh, the kind of trip Ross was having. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, when I saw those questions up on the board, I was like, oh shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that good? Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Any other really important things we should? I, I think we got the basics at least. Fantastic. Uh, oh well, I did wonder about the connection to. Muganda, is he still part of this? No, 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 no. Muganda, Muganda was, uh, the guy that I did a boga with. Right. And at Iboga House? At Iboga House. Okay. And, and this then, was very close to this facility, right? Uh huh, that's 45 minutes away. Or okay. 50 minutes away. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And, uh, and actually, in the very beginning, I was going to hire him again to work here, but he got called back out to Africa. And he's in Gabon right now. Ah, and he's okay. still doing a boga, but in okay. Gabon on, like, retreats, you know? Because you're probably aware of this, but there are some articles suggesting that his business was sort of folded into Rhythmia. Yeah, and that's not true. That's not true. Absolutely okay. factually incorrect. Okay. All right, yeah. we can settle that here. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, for one, would like to see ayahuasca be available in the States and to see more... Um, scientific work done to understand these drugs and their effects uh i think i think that would give us some additional purchase on on what's going on there but i think you've created a really cool facility and experience here and uh we appreciate you having us uh yeah i i echo all those sentiments except i would have liked ross to get down to the icu <laughs> he also asked i was to so scared him. i yeah. was so scared uh-huh. and that's i'm gonna tell you the experience is largely personal mm-hmm. again like you you weren't you really weren't, and you'll see. Wait a couple of days and see how you look back on this. Thing. I will do that. And then we'll update. Fantastic. We're going to give everyone. I'd love to. A I'd love to do that update. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got yeah. It. Fantastic. Absolutely.
Well, thank you so much, Jerry. For thank you guys for having me. Thank you very any, happy. Any last thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? How to find out more about Rhythmia? Yeah, here? just go to www.rhythmia.com. Don't and stick an extra H in there like I can. No, not like rhythm. And, and, and another thing, too, yeah, to see like the various types of experiences people have, please go to TripAdvisor, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonials as to, to what happened while trip they were Trip advisor here. takes on yeah. a new meaning. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> uh, you'll, it have, does you'll have a couple trips. <laughs> I love that. And your book is Shit the Moonset. Yes. It just came out, like yesterday. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be in stores February 28th, or okay. February 18th. Okay. So. All right, well, that'll probably be around the time people hear this. So. Oh, that'd be great. Perfect. Let's check it out. Fantastic, guys. Thanks right. again, Thank Jerry. You so Thank much. you so much. Pleasure. That was great. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. And and uh, that I I think that'll work good actually. Yeah, okay, I cool. think our audience will really. This is prime time. So that was our discussion with Jerry Powell. We yes. left on pretty good terms at that point. Yes, we did. On Friday. Mm-hmm. But it went downhill after that. So I know what you're thinking, guys. One shoe dropped a couple episodes ago. Now another shoe just dropped. That's got to be all the shoes. <laughs> shoes you guys there are so many shoes it's just (laughs) raining around here shoe 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 and it's still max fun drive so you got this episode much much earlier than we would have normally released it uh, because you got us to a thousand new and upgrading donors already so thank you so much for your support there's so many other incentives as well we've mentioned at 1500 you'll unlock a live streaming event where we watch the Scientology TV network and do a drinking game at 2000 we'll release another episode uh, before schedule if you get us there and we'll also record an exclusive Disney album at least Carrie and I singing Disney songs a cappella off the tops of our heads. Plus, all the other incentives we've mentioned, if we get to 3,000, we'll mention all of our other goals that we have in mind. Uh, I think you might want to hear about those. So go to MaximumFun.org and support us there. Yeah, man. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can find pictures, and we're going to we're gonna dump a lot of Rhythmia photos on our Facebook page. So you can find a lot of stuff on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash on rack. Talk to us, interact with us, see all the stuff we share, the articles, the videos. Sometimes we share fan art because people will make little drawings of us and stuff. We and, love oh fan God, art. Love it. That is great. Love it. I would also enjoy some fanfic. I've never gotten any fan fiction about us. What are you inviting? Uh, yeah, you know, as I said that, I think both of our eyes kind of glazed over with like, <laughs> what's going to be in that? Friendly fanfic. Um, we support your creativity. <laughs> Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Ono Podcast, O-H-N-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And remember, please, 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 if you can help us out, this is the best time to do it. You get so many cool rewards and incentives, both from us and from Maximum Fun. It's the best time for you to join. It's also the best time for us. It really helps us get our budget in place for the year. So if you're looking for the most effective way to support us, this really is the time. We've got some really awesome plans that we'd love to follow up on. So help make them possible. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.